I'm Dana Sosteger. After three decades in the marketing business and many years of being an entrepreneur, I've learned a thing or two about marketing. Join me as we talk about marketing, small business, and life in between. Welcome to My Weekly Marketing. So every time I get a new client, the first question I ask right out of the gate is who is your target customer? A lot of the time I get an answer that sounds like this. Well, she's a woman, 30 to 55, who makes between 60 and $120,000 a year. That, my friend, is a good start, but let's be truthful here. Do you know any 30-year-olds? Think about that person. Now, think about a 55-year-old. In fact, that's about the age difference between me and my daughter. But let me tell you, I love my daughter, but she and I are quite different. She's on TikTok or Snapchat, loves going to music festivals, gets her groceries from HelloFresh, works in a lab, but is also a photographer, and she loves scary movies. I, on the other hand, am on Instagram most of the time. I prefer to go shopping on weekends for fun. I get my groceries from Trader Joe's, and I'm a business consultant. I'm also more of a rom-com person. We're not listening to the same podcasts, the same music, shopping in the same stores, watching the same movies, and we have different professions. And a person lives very differently if they're making $60,000 a year than if they're making $120,000 a year. So trying to market to both of these individuals will be very challenging. What speaks to her would not speak to me and vice versa. So if we're both inside your target market, which one of us would you talk to? I'd recommend the one who would be your most loyal customer, spend the most, and that you connect with the easiest. And that's the one who should be your ideal customer avatar. That's why it's important to really know and understand your target customer, because everything you do in marketing is built on understanding that individual. So if determining an ideal customer is so important, why are we afraid to narrow our marketing down to one target person? I think the answer is fear. We're afraid we're going to leave somebody out. And I completely get that. We work hard for every customer we have. So why would we want to exclude someone? Let me be clear. You aren't really leaving anyone out. By developing an ideal customer profile or an avatar, you're just aiming for the best customer. But you're not turning people away. My daughter prefers HelloFresh, but she'll shop at Trader Joe's sometimes, same as me. She'll also watch a rom-com if I force her to. When I started my marketing career, this was scary to me too. And the question I had, because I questioned everything, was this. Do we choose our ideal customer or do they choose us? So the answer, it turns out, is both. Truthfully, it's a give and take. We can give our best guess about who that customer will be, but the reality is that they may not be the customer who chooses us. There is some back and forth, but if we don't choose, we risk marketing our business as bland and will be hidden in plain sight. There's a saying that if you're marketing to everyone, you're marketing to no one. Think of it like trying to choose a color everyone will like. So you start thinking like maybe beige is a safe bet or gray. Truly, they probably are safe, but will they stand out? 
No. If your best customer likes hot pink and fluorescent yellow, will they be drawn to gray? Probably not. Who likes gray? But if you are promoting something hot pink or fluorescent yellow, you'll draw in your customer avatar, and you'll also draw in people who also like, say, blue. So analogies aside, how do you figure out who your best customer is? This is so important that I'm teaching it in depth in my new program, Marvelous Marketing Mastery. By the way, I'm going to be doing a beta launch for that soon. So if you're not on my email list, you're going to want to subscribe so you don't miss out on the opportunity to get early access and save big on the program. So when you know where your ideal clients are hanging out online, you can get clear on your ideal clients' questions and their problems. You can get free traffic to your offers from your own list. You can get quick return on paid traffic and find people to collaborate with or do affiliate promotions with. There are three types of traffic, owned, borrowed, and paid. Your own traffic is obviously your own list and your followers. Borrowed traffic is other people's lists and followers. And then there's paid traffic, which is advertising or paid SEO traffic. We create an ideal avatar so that you can position your offer to address the specific needs of your ideal customer and bring in the right promotional partners and create free content that attracts your ideal customer. This will also save you money by only showing your ads to the exact audience looking for exactly what you're offering. So back to how you figure out who the best target market is. The first thing you want to do is define your niche. Identify a specific customer niche or a niche within your industry that you're passionate about and have expertise in. This will help you tailor your marketing efforts. It doesn't need to be a niche in your target market specifically. It could also be a niche in your offering. For example, I focus on marketing strategy specifically for small businesses. Small business is not a customer niche. It's way too broad. But focusing only on marketing strategy narrows it down significantly. So you're going to want to kind of be brave about figuring out exactly what your niche is so that you can look at a specific audience. So the next step is to do some market research to understand your target audience's needs, their pain points, and their desires. I'm going to give you a big hint on how to do this quickly and free in just a bit. But here are a few quick things that you can think about first. If you have an existing business, think about clients that you love and want more of. Or you can conduct customer interviews, talk to your existing customers, and ask them about their experiences and their preferences. This can provide real valuable insights. If you serve a lot of different clients or markets, or if you want to attract a different client than you already have, or if you don't have a lot of clients, you can focus on one person you've helped with your expertise, like a colleague or a friend, or imagine what that person might be about. When you go to the show notes for today, you can find at myweeklymarketing.com forward slash 32 or go to janicehostager.com forward slash customer and you can download my free guide that'll help you walk through this entire process to create an ideal customer avatar. You want to make this avatar as real as possible and actually give it a name. My customer avatar is named Cindy. When you address a situation in your company, you want to ask yourself, Would Cindy like that? Or what would Cindy do in this situation? So my free download will help you define your demographics. That's something you already have an idea about. 
just determining the key demographic characteristics of your ideal customer, such as their age, their gender, location, and income level, their education, their marital status, etc. It will also help you with competitor analysis, which is a way to study your competitors to see who their customers are and if there's a gap in the market that you can fill. Also, see the type of customer that follows them. You don't need to have the same customer avatar as your competitor, of course. Walmart and Target sell really similar items, but their audiences are very different. But you can use that customer avatar, the customer analysis as a starting point to see the gap in the market. Then figure out what their psychographics are. The psychographics are their values, their interests, their hobbies, lifestyles, etc. These details may not seem as important, but if you're writing and communicating with them, you're going to want to reference things that are part of their world, things that they love, or things that they use. Who are the thought leaders, the experts, or the celebrities that they might follow? What about books and authors and magazines? Which ones do they read? What bloggers and podcasters do they follow? Where do they shop? And what retailers or vendors does your ideal customer buy from? If it's a B2B customer, think about the tools, the software, and the resources they might use as well. What associations or professional organizations do they belong to? What Facebook groups do they belong to? And what Facebook pages do they follow? And what LinkedIn groups do they belong to? And then identify their pain points. Really understand the problems that your ideal customer faces and how your product or service can solve them. Bonus points if you can get your ideal customer to describe their pain points in their own words. That's where an interview is really good. Or even just looking at comments on Facebook posts can give you these words that they use. This is really important because when you're communicating with them, you really want to use the exact words that they use to describe their problem and their pain points so that you can connect with them on that same level. Remember when I said I had a free and easy way to learn more about your ideal customer? You can go to ChatGPT and get a better picture of your customer. If you are new to ChatGPT, just go to chat.openai.com and set up a free account. Then type in these words. Pretend you are a market researcher. Tell me about the best customer for a business who does blank. And then obviously the blank is your own field. ChatGPT will give you some great information about that person, including some demographics and psychographic information. Once you have your ideal customer figured out, then it's time to use that information to paint a picture of your own ideal customer avatar. ChatGPT can even help paint that picture for you or draft a story around your favorite customer or your ideal customer. If you ask ChatGPT this phrase, help me identify my ideal customer avatar, and then describe the demographics and what they do for a living, and then ask, where would this person shop? What kind of things do they do on weekends? What kind of car do they drive? What podcasts do they listen to? What authors would they follow? What do they watch on Netflix? When I was putting this show together, I went on to ask ChatGPT what kind of free download they would like and what kind of webinar topics would be of interest to them. It was really a huge source of ideas. So I'd highly recommend doing that. And it's free and it's easy. You'll want to spend some time to get this right. You may already know a lot of these things about your avatar, but if you don't, take the time to really get to know this person. Because like I said, everything you do in marketing is built on the understanding of this individual. 
After you've gathered all your information and created a story or profile around your ideal customer, next you'll want to craft a unique value proposition to find what makes your offering unique and to communicate that clearly to your ideal customer. So a value proposition is simply internal language for you and your team that says, I do blank for blank, that would be your avatar, so that they get the blank benefit. It's really simple, but it helps clarify your messaging so that you thoroughly understand who your avatar is and what the benefit is that sets you apart. Then it's time to build an online presence that will draw this person in. Use your website and social media to reflect the likes of your avatar. Write content that they would like and that talks specifically to them. After that, engage with them on social media. Actively connect with them in platforms and groups where they hang out. You'll also want to leverage email marketing. And when you write your emails to your ideal customer, I always like to have a profile stuck to the wall next to me so that I know exactly who I'm talking to. So you can write your emails in a way that feels really personal. And make sure to use you rather than everyone when you're addressing them. So it will feel like you're really talking to one individual. It makes a big difference when you're talking to one person versus talking to a group. Then provide them with valuable content that they're interested in. Be authentic and show your real self in your emails and all your marketing efforts. When you connect with them, think about how you make your avatar feel. People buy from people they know, like, and trust, and they buy on emotion. So make sure that emotional component is always included. And if you're really talking to someone that you know, like talking to them like a friend, that really comes across in the email or any kind of communication. After that, I recommend monitoring your analytics. Keep an eye on your website and your social media to see what's working and what's not. Your analytics tell a story about what people like and don't like, so you can adjust accordingly. I'd recommend continuously testing your marketing strategies so that you can make adjustments based on the results. Your ideal customer's preferences may evolve over time or just be a little off at the beginning. Remember I said you find your ideal customer, but they also find you? So it's kind of a give and take, especially when you're first get starting out or you're first uh, working with your ideal customer profile. Then you can offer solutions that demonstrate how your product or service can truly help this individual solve their problem or meet their desires. Always provide value first for them. Then it's time to build relationships and foster genuine connections with your customer. This will lead to long-term loyalty and word-of-mouth referrals. It'll also let you get to know your ideal customer better and better. Remember, finding your ideal customer and creating a customer avatar is an ongoing process. But if you've made it this far, you are off to a great start, my friend. So are you ready to jump in? Be sure to download my ideal customer profile guide that will help you walk through all this. Go to the show notes for today, myweeklymarketing.com forward slash 32. So that's all for this week. If you found this useful, I would be so honored if you leave a review in Apple Podcasts. These podcasts take a lot of time each week, and it would be so helpful to know that they're making a difference in your life and in your business. Thanks so much. Bye for now.